0: Hi, I'm Kat Richardson. I'm also... K.R. Richardson. I write strange books that meld mystery with science fiction and or fantasy and then go off in weird directions and I hope you'll enjoy them.
1: This is a continuing episode of a series about Kat Richardson's Blood Orbit.
0: So tell us about Blood Orbit. (laughs) Not the title I originally put on it. That was um, that was actually an idea that came about because of some research that I did for the Greywalker s- series way back at book two in that series I ran into the Wami massacre case here in the Seattle area and it's absolutely horrible real life murder. Yeah, what is this? A- it's kind of famous. I believe it was 1988, oh. if I remember correctly. In the International District of Chinatown, depending on how you want to label it there there was a a horrible mass killing in a late night Chinese club. It was four Chinese business owners and in the neighborhood and one morning thirteen people are found dead on the floor. Wow, and yeah, it was pretty horrible and shocking initially, the police blamed Korean gangs in the adjacent Koreatown area because there was a lot of cult rivalry. And they started to go down the wrong road. Eventually, they figured it out. They caught two of the three culprits, took them two years to find the third one. They all ended up in jail. Horrible stuff. But when I was looking at it, and I, I did incorporate it into the second book, the Greywalker series, but I was looking at this and I said, there was almost a perfect crime but not quite what if you had actually committed a perfect crime and then how would you solve it how does someone come to this and i realized that there was a cultural issue which had led to the difficulty with solving it and i thought you need a a character who can understand the cultural issue and then he would have solved an otherwise perfect crime but it was laden with a lot of real world social politics stuff and even at the time and even more so now, that's a subject you have to approach with a great deal of care and a lot of help. Mm. We we're all very thoughtful about diversity and inclusion these days, and at the time I first started writing the book in 2004 or five, it was very skeletal and kind of a mess. So I came back to it again and again, and eventually I decided that the way to address all of these difficult cultural issues and the weird science that was of of interest to me at the time was to put the two things together and to take this very weird, very fraught and very difficult situation and put it into a science fictional world where science fiction has a long tradition of social commentary. Mm-hmm. And so, I figured I was just going to go ahead and go there. And yeah. since I was inter- interested in weird science, anyhow, I just, you know, I married this difficult cultural issue to a science fiction framework, and then that's where I went. So, it was uh, it was a long time coming, and it took a lot of inputs from different places to meld these two things together and take advantage of that social conscience tradition of science fiction.
1: Wow. All right. So that's kind of like the background. It sounds like there's going to be some kind of a murder that happens. And <laughs> w- can you, you know, I'm not looking to spoil the book for anyone, <laughs> but how, where does it go from there? Is it like, is there going to be an investigator? Is this going to be uh, tell me more.
0: Well, it it was um, a police procedural effectively. Two POVs, You know, there's a very young kind of outsider policeman, he's a rookie, and he gets hooked up with this very ambitious senior policeman who is part of an ethnic underclass. And the only way he can get ahead is to volunteer for this very risky surgery that basically makes him his own walking forensic lab. Mm -hmm. So everybody wants him to fail, and he and this poor, screwed up rookie end up going out and solving this case because they are weirdos. (laughs) One of them is the deepest form of insider, but no one wants to work with him. People want to screw him up. Uh And so they're working against all of these various and sundry issues. And the, the lead detective is actually a member of both of these social underclasses. So that was my social commentary point. And only he is able to see the weirdness that has happened where cultures are deliberately ignorant of each other because of the the feeling of denying the outsider entree to their world, which is exactly what happened with the Wami case to a small degree, because the original investigators were all white guys, whereas it was taking place in Chinatown, and they didn't really understand the culture. So, I took that aspect and expanded that and then added a lot of the modern inclusion and diversity and social issues that were happening at the time I was writing the book, and I, I got to put them in and have people have differing points of view about how they were going to advance their isolated culture's needs in a broader social context with an overclass that is constantly trying to just squish them down and literally wipe them out. Wow. So that's that's how it, it turned into this massive thing, and it's a huge book as a result. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. No, I'm excited. Tell me about the setting. Oh, the the setting is a, a terraformed planet called Gaddis, and it's way out at the end of what I call the jumpways, which are are basically a way to get around FTL travel problems. It's my handwavium and uh, and volonium, my two <laughs> favorite elements. <laughs> cool. So Yeah, so I I built a little planet and its purpose built by people over, you know, about 200 to 300 years, and there's kind of a built-in plot device there in that the history of building the planet and the people who built it and how they're invested or how they're disenfranchised becomes part of the mystery and part of the solution. When you get to the end, although the immediate crime is solved and problems are fixed, there's the implication that social change is now inevitable because of the solution to this crime. Wow. And so, out in the future, assuming all things go as planned, there will be a book two about the next set of problems that evolve as a result of an evolving social system. Cool. All right. That sounds like, that sounds great. It's also lots of fun making horrible things happen on a planet that you don't have to worry about <laughs> blowing up. <laughs> and the fact that I built in terraform problems where down the road they're going to have issues with bad terraforming, which is kind of my climate change uh, analysis. Uh, so the, my analog for, for climate change is bad terraforming will result in you know, an existential threat to the planet itself which also leads to a whole bunch of weird crime (laughs) because me all over yeah that sounds cool
1: if you enjoy listening to sci-fi thoughts but find it difficult to remember to check the website for new shows get this technology from the future Install into your phone a podcast player. Using this, you can subscribe to our podcast feed. And next thing you know, you'll be cruising around in your car with your phone plugged in, playing sci-fi thoughts, or you'll be out there jogging, or you'll be doing whatever you want to do. Put the podcast player down and have your ears plugged into some cool science fiction programming. You can find instructions on lancerkind.com. We have show notes and we have goodies in the show notes, like links back to K.R. Richardson's books, some interviews she's done on YouTube, and other things about Noir. Where are the show notes? The show notes show up in your podcast player right there for easy tapping in the palm of your hand or into your laptop. If you don't use a podcast player, go back to the website where you downloaded this MP3 and you will see the show notes there. This is a continuing episode of a series with Kat Richardson. The series started at episode 253. So if you missed that episode, go to scifithoughts.space.com and use the search engine there to look up episode 253.
0: Next episode, more Cat Richardson. It's one of the tricky things about science is that it's always causing us pain in our social and political interaction because it's changing the world every second that we're living with science. And you can't not live with science.